podcast listeners. If you hear my voice right now, I need you to do something for me. I want you to take out your phone or on your computer, go to Apple Podcasts, search for Ask Your Old Head Podcast. You'll see my, my logo, my little picture, my little image there. Find the show. Please rate and write a review. It's a small thing, but it helps others find this work and find what I'm doing here. And it really, really matters, uh, as small as that may seem. So if you could please do that uh, before we get into the show, I very much appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Let's get into it. Peace. Peace. This is a Good Brothers episode. So, you know, prepare yourself and, um, you know, please enjoy. And as always, take the best part for yourself. Let's get into the show. Peace. I'm Majestic. My brother, what's going on? Man, it's, it's all good. We out here on a, on, uh, a, yes, on, a, on a morning time to record and add on catch up. Yes, uh, so, I guess we're going to try to get into two things. Uh, one, probably the thing that is on most people's minds at the moment, but the other thing of occurrence that had happened um, on, uh, on the previous Sunday um, in which the, the elements and, and everybody's <laughs> extra play-ass uncle <laughs> got together and was, was singing Sam's. And, you know, you know, I guess, you know, I, uh, you know, I guess anyway, I, I'm not going to speak to like, the verses is such a, a cultural gift that it keeps on giving that it sometimes just that you got to talk about it. You know, you got to add on about it. Um, yeah. And, and I, let me just say one quick thing about the verses. I'm starting to realize I was listening to some other podcasts um, and someone made a point. Well, somebody, the point they were making was that like where we're at now is like where recorded music was with like Napster and LimeWire. Right. Like mm -hmm. the idea of live shows are is now going to undergo such a transformation just mm -hmm. because of this and, and the very nature of it. Right. And um, and and so it got me to thinking that verses is truly one of the first like disruptional ideas of. This new era of the perception of live music or live engagement. For no other reason that, you know, besides uh, the Grammys, American Music Awards, back in the day when the Soul Train Awards would come on, right? <laughs> like, you know, Black folks had to make sure you watch the Soul Train right, Awards right, so yeah, that you watch the Whispers, because the Whispers was going to do, they was going to do the Cabbage Patch. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you, you really have hundreds of thousands of people all watching the same thing at the same time to have a live music engagement. That's not pay-per-view. Right, right. You can just access it. Right. You can just access it and watch it and engage and it's paid for. They're paid. The thing is clearly self-sufficient because when I'm, Triller, I'm sure Triller didn't buy it for $10 and, you know, to wampum from uh, uh from Timberland in Swiss, right? Mm -hmm. So clearly it's it's self-sustaining. Um, but like it's truly the first disruptional thing because at some point, obviously, 
there's some elements of live music that will come back, but there's some elements of live music that may now be relegated to, you know, technology mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a fundamentally different way. So I just wanted to kind of touch on that. Um, the other thing, first thing I want to start with was that like, I think it was an interesting and, and important cultural shift. Well, they had already done it with Patti LaBelle and um, it wasn't Dionne Ward, was it? No, it was Gladys, wasn't it? Was Gladys, it? yeah, glad, yeah. Um, they had made that Gladys, shift before. Miss Gladys, yeah. Yeah, I might have been but, disrespectful there. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying? Like this, this really kind of big cultural shift of being like, okay, we're going to take these two seminal black soul groups and black R&B groups and like place them center even when the vast majority of us to my point might not actually go into see Earth, Wind and Fire show like if you said to me Jesse you want to see Earth, Wind and Fire perform I probably would say no <laughs> like I'd be like no dog I'm, I'm just I'm gonna just put on the song you know what I'm saying yeah, and, and, yeah. Go, and go off my memory right if you said to me do you want to go see the Osley Brothers thing I'd probably tell you no Right. Yeah. That being said, I was able to enjoy it, you know. So what, what was your what was your take kind of uh, takeaways from it? I mean, the. Within the, the structure of the format, the, the something that stood out was one songs I realized, like, and especially. Uh, soul songs, army songs, the songs that I feel I can sing along to. I like better than the songs that are like, I like that song, but that's too fast. I can't read. Like, mm. that's a great song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. a great song. Like, if I was, if we was in the house and we was making, you know, it was like, we cleaning the house. Like, right. like, yeah, I'll just get it on. You can't like, get jiggy yeah. with that. Right, I understand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and so then like, how that shapes how I feel about what, what you're doing. Cause then, um, and then also just like, so like, um, you know, because I, I know some people kept keep keep a score, you know, even though it's sort of a score, sort of it's not, you know, but like, you know, the Ozzy brothers, they got a lot of them songs that's like the it come on and you like Hi-hi-hi-hi. like you feel like you sing. <laughs> like you, you know, you can't really sing, but you feel like you can. You know what I'm saying? And then when uh you know, Earth Wind and Fire also though, they have a whole other like bag of like the musicality of the whole band and the experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just a different thing. So it's like on one hand, they they do fit together, but then they also, or at least I would say the Ozzy Brothers, like love jams are more central to your thought of the Ozzy Brothers. You know what I'm saying? And then mm. later you get into the summer breeze, you know, at least depending on your orientation, the, uh, the, I got work to do, you know, here we go again, these songs that are more up-tempo, then, then, uh, uh, you know, don't say goodnight, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, voice to Atlantis, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, so like the style of it gave it like, a, it was interesting because I, I was trying to read like if everybody was cool, like if everybody was comfortable with the format because I couldn't tell yeah. at first if like yeah. it, 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 at times, it, I mean, being three people <laughs> and, and my man with his, with his super silky smooth, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Verdell's just was out here like, you know what I mean? Like, players, players is a player, man. Shoot. And, um, you know, Philip Bailey and, they, 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 and they're doing the other Jones and, and Maurice and it, 
it it didn't seem like at at the whole time that they had a a sinking of how they wanted to approach it. Well, 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 that's my point. That's my point, real quick. And just please go back to what you're saying. Yeah. That's my point. Where it felt like when someone's like Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Ozzy's gonna go at each other. It's like, are we gonna get like? First of all, it's only five. Like, feels like remaining members of the entire <laughs> function of everything they did. So, like, yeah. what are we getting here? Like, are we gonna get the essence of what you thought about with Earth, Wind, and Fire? Are we getting the essence of it, or are we getting you know what is I think relevant the real today today's reality so no that's a really good point i mean and like so but then it's like also a i'm sure there's a a a generational relationship right like you know me steve harvey was (laughs) steve harvey-ish um you know but it was like if you was you know a high school cat you know, you was young at that time. You know, it's like uh, let me think of somebody that with the kids, like or I mean, I guess man, man, maybe you go with Wu Tang, right? Like, there's deep Wu Tang cuts that I would be like, oh, that I know that song, or this song, you know, on this person's right. album, whatever, whatever, that I wouldn't expect, you know, freedom to know, right, or feel the same about. You know what I'm saying? As songs that maybe have bubbled up that we listen to more. Right, where he gotcha. went into the cut, gotcha. he'd be like, he was like, I don't really understand why he probably likes this song. You know what I'm saying? Like, you had to be there, son. You know what I'm saying? Right, I was in the groove. Right, right, right. We was riding out to what's the name? Coming across <laughs> yeah. the van. We had this exactly. band. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And it's like, you know, because it's it comes apart of sort of your ethos and your theme music. And so, like those um the instrumentation of Earth, Wind, and Fire is to me is a much about the Earth, Wind, and Fire experience. You know what I'm saying? Totally, bah, 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 totally bah, 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 bah. You know what I mean? That's why I was like, I wonder if they're gonna have like are they gonna have like a band? You know what I'm saying? Or are they right. just gonna be on the? You know? And I think the way they did it was cool because it was also, I mean, one the sound. There's all kinds of issues with if they had to have a big ass view in terms of what people would see. So I I, I, I dig how they did it. And just sort of celebrating them, all the, the the creativity of these these artists and what they've contributed. <clears throat> but, but I also could see I was I, I was trying to figure out. Like I said, I think by the second half, like everybody got on the same page. But when I yeah. jumped in, I was sort of like, "Is everything going all right? Is everybody feeling like this is how they planned it?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was you know it, mean? was, it, it wasn't was bad because right. we were enjoying it because we love all that music. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of us love these songs. We preach these artists are part of everybody's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think I saw a tweet or something and was like, you know, I feel like I need to go clean my clean my living room and empty the closets mm-hmm. and do my life. Like, you know I mean, because this is you dancing around the house, you getting ter- taking care of stuff, whatever have you. You know what I mean? And that is, for a lot of us, the where music like this sits. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, you ride into something, you know, you go into some kind of family event or whatever, you know what I'm saying, as a kid, and this is what's playing, you know what I'm saying? Um, It was dope, though, just to to also put into context, like, you know, sort of the the perspective or the arc of of someone being creative, because it's like, I mean, you know, it's the 70s, it's like 40 years ago almost now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like, it, it's hard to think about it that way. I mean, I, I mean, it's, it's not. It was. It is that I'm 45. I was born in the 70s. <laughs> like, it's definitely 40 years ago. <laughs> like, but it's like, 
you know, they still here. You know what I'm saying? As long as they get on stage to do their thing, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know what it feels like to uh to be to be them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Still like, you know, that level of fame and accolade, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes can have interesting ways that it plays out as you, you know, as you as, as you progress through life and like um, so you know, I thought I thought that was the question I have for you. Did you, what did you think of like the song selections? Like, did just anything stand out to you in the way that it was put together or the choice? Well, I think I think you you bring up a good point about the fast songs for both groups, and I think there's a there's a distinct thing about the fast songs for both groups. I think. Once you listen to some of the fast songs for the Isleys, you're reminded of the phases that they came through. Because you figure, uh, and this is for our age, you, you have the you have the Isleys that come through doing like kind of almost like soul rock, right? Like you know, kind of like a rock and roll esque kind of feel then you know them for these classic quote-unquote baby-making songs, right? So then that's your definition. Like, okay, the Isley, Jimmy Brown Isley. And then kind of goes dark, and the next thing you know is Mr. Biggs doing songs with R. Kelly, right? So, so, he, so like he this. who shall not be named. <laughs> so it's like, R, R. Kelly was definitely the missing, not, right. first of all, he shouldn't be, he's not missing in any way from anything that should happen. Right, we know exactly saying, where like, he at. Yeah, but it's like, there definitely is a space there of like, you know, our, you know, uh, Mr. Kelly as, as relationship to, to Ronald Osley. But, and so in that whole Osley Brothers thing, and I think because of our age and us coming up in a quiet storm culture, mm-hmm. right? Because we came up in a quiet storm culture, what did we hear? We heard most of the slower Osley Brothers songs. So to your point, I wasn't as aware, frankly, of many of the faster ones, right? Yeah. yeah. Earth, I had Earth to find them. Exactly. Earth, Wind, and Fire is similar, but a little different, if only because I think uh, their music, at least for my own history, kind of all of their music was kind of more central to my childhood, mm-hmm. right? Even the faster songs. Right. Because, it, you know, the Earth, Wind and Fire vibe was also this broader vibe of like black empowerment, black creativity, as is the yeah. Isleys, but just under a, a, a different yeah, yeah, yeah. form. Right. Yeah, so yeah. all the same, it was just a different form. So that Earth, Wind and Fire culture is kind of like closer to that, like, you know, you're thinking about these possibilities of black people. Right. So when you got this music that kind of represents this, like the elements and thinking about the history of black, the future of black people that was a little more central to that being said, again, I was concerned about how are we going to listen to these fast songs that sound like it needs to be at least 10 to 15 players for Earth, Wind & Fire in particular. Yeah. You know what I mean? With three guys, right? And like, you know, uh, and Maurice White not being here, right? And so, because that's also a central part, right? Like, as as amazing as it was with who was there from Earth, Wind & Fire and Obviously, Philip Bailey's amazing voice. Imagine we would have had a conversation about the Osley brothers, but Ronald Osley wasn't there. 
right. in some senses, I felt like that's how that's how Earth, Wind, and Fire kind of is without Maurice White, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought they thought they did a good job of capturing the collective imagination of uh, of, of not just black folks, <clears throat> but I think just people according to where they were when they heard that music. Um, I think it was a good way to celebrate and even, I think, further move verses away from a sound clash concept, mm-hmm. right? Because clearly verses emerge as a sound clash, right? <clears throat> like an abbreviated <laughs> version of a Jamaican dance hall sound clash that the rest of us can understand, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they really do a sound clash for the most part, the rest of us, you know, and that's why it's interesting with verses when you actually saw a sound clash between Beanie Man and Bounty Killer, how different it was because it was like a sound clash. You know what I mean? Mm. Whereas the rest of them, we, we say they're competing, but really it's more, you know, a celebration. I think this one, he moved it even further away from the sound clash, um, which in the context of what they're trying to do, I don't think it's a bad thing. So, you know, I think they hit the, the classics. I think, um, you know, the adding of D-Nice as a DJ kind of in the middle and just giving people a general good feel was uh, smart. I mean, obviously, we could over, we could Monday morning quarterback Steve Harvey's fawning um, and, and, and desire to insert himself as central to the conversation as the elements in the Isleys. Um, but I think there's a population of people that also see kind of that banter and people framing that experience as as central to it as well. Yeah. Well, and, and I think it, I think it, it speaks to what's important the idea of somebody who's of the era who was a fan, right? Yeah. Because because in many ways, like I said, I still imagine. You know, a lot of people's uh, family gatherings that are hopefully were COVID safe uh, <laughs> on that day. You know what I'm saying? It was a, it was probably like, wait, how, how, how we get this on the phone? I can watch it on my, I can watch it on my iPad. No, right, come on, right. show, show, show me how this works. Tell me, right? You know, what, what's what the name of that? What's the name? <laughs> right? Of is it a website? How how I get on there? Like, and you know, I think that there's a, I think there's there's something. Something cool about though the idea that uh, of kind of making that cross connection with a with a with a cultural product with a creative entertainment product right where you're getting different ages you know using use using it or engaging with it um, I don't know you know how they if they have data on that if they have any way to, to get demographic understanding of who was watching them I guess they could from the the live I'm sure there's some kind of report that you yeah and I'm live. sure between the Twitter frankly I'm sure between Twitter uh, the, the demos that they have of all the people, right? Because we give our demos up, frankly, when we participate in half of this stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, and also I want to say shout out to Ronald Isley for giving men with no style a way to figure out how just to look cool. Because that's the bottom line of it. Like, everybody like, oh, look at Ronald Isley. It's kind of like, you just, so basically, you just now you're gonna have a whole bunch of dudes that beers ain't totally uh, you know, it's salt and pepper. Now they're going to straight gray, right? They're gonna <laughs> find the best barber possible, get some veneers, 
and now they're gonna be they're gonna be a granddaddy or some shit. Like you know what I mean? So shout out to Ronald Osley for giving these dudes shortcuts. You still got a chance. You might still be able to get into the game, man. <laughs> I'm saying Ronald gave him a pathway. You know, so now everybody go out and get them a fur coat and get them a cane <laughs> so they can, you know, hopefully they did get they, me a suit with some paisley. It, like, it was like a paisley. Was that a paisley that he had? Hopefully they, they, they did it this week because it's over now. So they better, they better have took advantage of it. They better, <laughs> had, they better have got to it this week, Jack. That's all the way over. But uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to Ron Osley for, you know. Also, I'm going to say this. I be thinking like, in that kind of situation, so everybody look at how good Ron Osley look. And do, do do like the men in women's lives be like, damn, so Ron Osley look better than me? <laughs> like, 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 do I got again, do I need to go get my, my shape up better? Do I need to like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. What, what, what also, do you it's that aspect, man, with folks, especially because you know when folks be old. Come, come in, let's let's make no let's make, these men that I mean they they 79. 80 years old, like almost all of them, I think 70, upper 70s for sure, like mid 70s. And, yeah. you know, that's, you know, when folks get old, they'd be like, oh man, you see what's name? Oh, he looking good. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that, that concept that like you look healthy, <laughs> like you don't look like, <laughs> you, know, you don't look like you age. in the least morbid way possible. Cause I know what we're going to add on about in a moment, but like it don't look like you about to leave us. Like, right. Look like you still with us. Like, oh man, it look like you're eating good. You know what I'm saying? It's, your skin look clear, you know what I'm like, like you're standing up, moving around on your own, and shit. Like it's just it's because you know, folks, the way age goes in our community, man, it's like is I always think one is is just the waves and the thresholds, and I think we'll, we'll probably speak on this in a moment. You know what I mean? When we speak about the brother, um, that like you know, some folks get to seventy, and it's like, like man. Yeah. Whew, hanging in yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? And some people get 70, they like the, the sister that run the vegan spot out in Inglewood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, she coming yeah. like she about to take us. She like, y'all trying to hit the rack? What's up? We gonna, <laughs> we gonna do these sets or what? I'm like, oh shit, hold up, hold oh, up, hold man. up. We just got off a plane. We ain't really, you know what I'm saying? You you been she, here eating, yeah. eating vegetables all day, doing bad squats and shit. Give us a minute. You know what I'm saying? Like she definitely was like, she definitely was when people make you step your game up and think about did you have any magnesium in your diet? <laughs> Like your mineral like, levels straight. Yeah, man. like what's your mineral levels? Like your mineral levels is off because hers wasn't. Jack, she was. You know what I'm saying. No, so I real. think it's. I think. I think. I, I. I. That's the energy that I thought about it in. I mean, I'm sure it's also, you know, definitely women his age. I was like, because mm. <laughs> you know, you know, we 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 think sometimes. I mean, not not everybody, but so you know, it's a lot of our our our, um, our elders. They still, you know. They still like have they like eye catcher. You know what I'm saying? Every once in a while, like I see you over there. You know what I'm saying? I see you over there looking. You know what I mean? You looking really nice, Miss Miss Ver, Miss 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 Vani. You know what I'm saying? You see, Mr. Charles? You see that suit? Mm. Still got it. You know what I'm saying? Like also, he's he he was always a fine man. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, <laughs> one time, I <laughs> one offline, I tell you a story about me and Knowledge Bill running one day and one of our older sisters uh, who hit us with a line that by all accounts, if it was done the other way, would have been the most offensive thing in the world. <laughs> but she was able to say it and smile and look at us and it was nothing we could just say other than being amazed. Like, did she just say that to us? Mm-hmm. 
yeah. Okay. Yeah, she, she said it. <laughs> Straight out. And didn't it didn't feel no sort of way about saying it. So yeah, shout out to all the, the older sisters letting them letting folks know that, you know, it's it's still active. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I see you. Wink, wink. Oh man. So uh, yeah, that's I mean that's that's all I had on that. Um Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we, we had intended to go another way today, but I think in light of the reality um, of the brother uh, DMX, uh, Earl Simmons. That's right. Um, you know, returning uh, this week, that it would be, you know, you do the respect and the love to hold some space for the brother, man. And, um, you know, big up to his family and him and his impact. What's, um, I'll let you lead off. What's, what's just, some of your thoughts about, you know, DMX, you know what I mean, and what he contributed or how he showed up, you know, for you or on your mind in, in the moments of this reality. Yeah, man. It's a it's, um, couple thoughts about, about X, man, about, about, about the dog, so to speak. Um, you know, I don't want to start with anything almost uh, that's too melancholy right because mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes we get to doing that with people and we forget about joy and the joy they brought so yeah. i don't want to start be one of the people who gets to the melancholy piece of talking about someone whose life was not all melancholy you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. right and we right. can we can start doing that around people's lives and you know i understand as you know when you go back over someone's life you like to t- touch on those things so i'm gonna start with being like one about what I thought about his career first. Like one, I think X was one of the first contemporary emo rappers, mm-hmm. right? I think him and Ghostface were actually of this like contemporary, and I, I wouldn't even know if I'll say contemporary generation at this juncture, but of that 90s culture that kind of gave birth to these like extreme forms of expression, right? Mm-hmm. Like prior to them, you had people like Ghetto Boys who obviously, you know, were talking about depression and Scarface, who was talking about a whole host of things, but it wasn't framed as an extreme emotion. Mm -hmm. It was kind of, here's just my take on the thing. And his take on the thing was tinged with anxiety and depression, if that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Cube. And Ren obviously gave birth to an anger, right? Mm-hmm. Like that whole NWA culture kind of propagated a degree of like anger. But they were also communicating almost for the voice of the time, right? So it wasn't just like them. It was like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm speaking for South Central and Compton, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. X was kind of like, I think the first, one of the first guys that came out in this, you know, kind of modern hip hop era that was kind of like, no, this is who I am. Like I can snap at any time. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like the person, you know, in the neighborhood that can snap at any time. Right. Right. The guys holding it all together. <laughs> exactly. The dude that is slightly uncontrollable that you look in the room and trying to figure out where he's at today. Right. <laughs> and all of us know, know people yeah. and new people who, yeah. Like to your point, I'm just I'm trying to keep this all together, man. Please don't look at me a second time. Like, right, <laughs> like, right. Where you, you see, like, hey, man, you you straight, and and like, yeah. 
and he know that you know that you say that because he like I'm I'm trying to make sure you cool because if you ain't cool, I'm I'm gonna leave. <laughs> right. Because I don't want so you know X, I'm, X had I'm that energy. You, yeah. Right. And, and so I think X and Ghostface both, you know, Ghostface kind of gave you that energy in different ways too, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um two, I think about X in the context of post Pac, right? That with the death of Pac. If X wasn't who he was naturally, I think the industry would have invented him. But they didn't have to because he was who he was naturally, mm. right? Because mm. when you kind of lost that energy and, you know, kind of... And Pac stuff was kind of wrapped up in the East Coast, West Coast stuff by his untimely demise, right? Where X didn't... X was freed from the limitation of that, but still brought that broader kind of unrestrained energy to the industry. Mm-hmm. So the East Coast essentially got them a pock, right? I got my shirt off. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm off the handle, right? I'm all, I'm I'm as authentic as they come, right? Yeah. Like yeah. where you could argue if Pac had some of those, Pac might have had some of those challenges with authenticity. X has none of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at, uh, all. at all, right? And so. I think that he was almost like that level of boost. And I think you see it interestingly because you see from Pac dying, Puffy and them is like the 97, 98, but then by 98, X is arguably the biggest thing in hip hop in 98, 99 belonged to him. I mean, he had two number one albums in one year, right? Yeah, like, yeah he went all the that, way in. Yeah, like he was the biggest thing during that time. And I think it's even interesting that we can forget that during those times, Jay-Z was second fiddle. Yeah. Right? Like, Jay wasn't the guy in 99. I mean, he was the guy maybe as far as some of the elements of the street and start doing hard knock life and stuff like that. But in a sense of who was controlling the streets, controlling, it was Rough Riders. You know what I mean? And, you know, um, want to look to do maybe a hip-hop crew conversation with you in a second and then, like, later on. Because I think it's an important conversation that we do leave Rough Riders out of this like idea of mm-hmm. what they brought to the table. And I, I, I'll divert just a little bit here and say, I often talk about how Diddy took Harlem, re, Diddy perpetually takes Harlem and repackages it for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he constantly takes like just Harlem culture and gives it to you again. Rough Riders took the other side of Harlem culture mm-hmm. and gave it to you the other side of Bronx culture, the other side of like that Mount Vernon, Yonkers relationship to Uptown and, and mm-hmm. just gave it to you. The bikes, the hustling, not the jazzy part of Harlem, but the 148th in Amsterdam. And you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like 130th in St. Nick. Like he gave you those other parts of Harlem, mm-hmm. right? Cause even though X is as much as he was from Yonkers, you figure out how much they grounded much of their culture and this is broader uptown energy yeah um yeah yeah i think um what i did like as it was uh, progressing is i well actually i was trying to do two things and, and i thought belly was on uh 
one of the platforms that apparently I can't remember where it was at because I was I had made a mental. I was like, I'm gonna go watch Belly again. Belly's not a good movie, but it's like good for what it is, <laughs> and, it, and he's right. fantastically entertaining in the movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Right? And is. I was and 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 the reason why I thought about that because because the thing that that struck me and that sticks with me about DMX is. You know, I, I'm a proponent of the idea that the for a person that understands, you know, righteousness and and the the value of care and compassion and empathy can often be very close to, to the other side of that <laughs> in terms of mm-hmm. what understanding what like callousness is, what 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 pain is like, what being harsh and the the thing you know, I, I think Jermaine to, to what you describe like with a dude like X and we all know a dude like that who is like yo like you know if it's the wrong day shit it's like what we gonna do but that same dude right. maybe the dude that something happened and he came back with five bags of groceries for the lady down the street or somebody mm-hmm. was getting messed Absolutely. with and he ain't let it he ain't let it go down like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that that puts a level of that has a joy and a and a and a, and a care actually inside Absolutely. of them that it, that manifests in these different ways. So even in these songs where you're you're talking about your pain and your hurt and what you've been through, it, it's not necessarily for like sulking, right? It's not mm. like for you to be sad about me. It's for you to mm. understand like this is the, what I've survived or what I've like experienced, um, or what someone else like me. <laughs> is going through or what's on their mind or how they're trying to deal with, with these things. You know what I'm saying? Like someone that, um, you know, would, would, would defend the people that they care about. You know what I'm saying? Would put themselves in harm's way for others. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and, you know, I was listening, uh, then I was, <laughs> I was going through songs. I was, uh, what's was it? Um, uh, uh, like stop being greedy. Uh, I just shared that because I, I do enjoy that. I, yeah. I was like, I was, I was like, I, was like I, you know, I, you know, I, I you know, I, I like to tell the truth. You know, I, I was trying not to like DMX when when it happened. I was like, man, I don't want to like these. Right, things. right. But also, that's just because we was doing. You know, it was all the the, the guy. You know, the things you do when you when you when you're young and, and just like another man, it might be cool. You like, well, why why they like him? I don't got like I don't got like that. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'll be, right. I admit it. I'm a hater. I'll be not liking stuff at first, but then I'll be like, I actually, that's all right. <laughs> that's actually kind of dope. My fault. I was, I was hating. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I own that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, he has jams. He has songs that are just like, you know, at first you're like, what is it? And you're like, wait a minute. Stop talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. Like, straight right. up. X, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you white. Because you, uh. like, you want you want to be in a meeting. You want to tell somebody, stop talking shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's an it's a overwhelming, like, proactive energy. You know what I'm saying? That X would bring to the song. And you just like, yo, man, I'm down with that. You know what I mean? And, and, I, I, and I enjoyed... And then also, I did watch a uh, Cradle to the Grave because I couldn't find Belly last night. You know, yeah. again, not a not a not a great movie, not a bad movie though. You know what I'm saying? X out right, here right. robbing, uh, stealing jewels, got to save his daughter and shit. You know what I mean? But it, it you, I appreciate it that like it seemed like he was really like, in the mode, like he was really into it. You know what I'm saying? And I like to see, you know, I don't know what doing that movie meant to him. You know what I'm saying? But I thought it was it was interesting to think of someone's um cultural impact, 
right? And how they showed up, you know what I'm saying? And and something that I've always felt is interesting about hip hop and hip hop artists specifically in in a, in a way we we don't appreciate that at that folks are artists and they may have had if they had different circumstances there's other ways they may have expressed themselves besides rap right given mm-hmm. the opportunity you know what i'm saying or the circumstance and you know i just think that like is it, he is you know the epitome of the type you want to see that dude make it <laughs> yeah i mean if you knew if you had that guy, the cat that, you know, he self-describes out here, jacking folks and doing various things as a teenager, like get to the other side of that at some point, hopefully, and see some, um, see some joy, see some positivity in his life. You know I mean? Like you had a lot of, you know, we had a good set of kids and, you know what I'm saying, family and, you know, my, uh, you know, and, 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 and his willingness to share you know what I'm saying? The, the the struggle, you know what I'm saying, with addiction, what have you, which like it's, I think it's always important to remind people that man, addiction is it, addiction is is incredibly difficult. And when you have a family member that's in addiction, you know, they may or may not recover. And if they do recover, they may not ever be the person that you remembered if if you if you had the fortune to really know them before they were in in addiction. Um, there's, um, and it it's hard for them, more obviously more than it's hard for you. <laughs> um, but it's like we all, I think, can can connect with the idea that you want that person to be healthy, and you hope that you know they can survive what the long term effects. You know, what I'm saying of that experience, and that for some people, you know what I mean, they they touch a substance and they touch it a couple times and they was able to walk away. And some people don't play out like that. And 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 it's just hard. And so I want hey, to Can I touch on, on that? Yeah. I want to, because I think that's the other point of my thing, the other side of the streets. Mm-hmm. There was a place where, and even to this day, there's a glorification of the hustler. Now, it's important for everybody to remember this is not unique to our communities, right? To the black community in particular. Um, If anyone's ever heard of a narco corita, (laughs) like they got songs dedicated to narco, uh, narcotics travelers in Mexico. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can do, you can have a whole suite of songs dedicated to El Chapo and the Juarez cartel, right? Mm -hmm. And so that, that is, I think, to some degree, human thing looking listen to anything from willie nelson at a certain point you'll be clear he's he's rooting for the bad guy mm-hmm. now there's some there's some other poverty and kind of issues intertwined in ours and you know that make it extremely prevalent um but like we champion that idea x was another part of the ecosystem Mm-hmm. Right. So just like in the in the in the quote unquote, I'm just using in in our communities, not necessarily in the hood, because it ain't always in the hood. You've got people that's hustling, and then you got guys that's stealing stuff from people that's dealing with addiction. Mm-hmm. Right? They're addicted to they're addicted to something, right? And it's part of the ecosystem. So when you want to glamorize one part of the ecosystem, just know there's another part of the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Right. Like and and understand 
that those things have long-term impacts. Because somebody could argue X was in and out of rehab, you know, but the challenges he had emotionally, to your point that he shared, that didn't outweigh his joy, didn't overweigh his ability to make you laugh, right? At the end of the day, his relationship to his challenges were very personal. We just saw them. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. I just think it's important for us to take that like real life has many of these complex challenges and that our communities have many of these complex challenges in the other forms of the ecosystem below the surface of the music and the culture that we often glamorize. You know what I mean? And for me, X was and is a constant reminder of that. Because for every person you think you sold drugs to, there's a person that took the drug. Right. Right? And that person exists, that person exists in a variety of places, in our families, in our culture, in our communities. Right? And it didn't take away their joy. It didn't take away where they would take their shirt off their back for someone. It didn't take away their loyalty to them, their community. But it also meant they had some challenges. So, you know, that was just a really other side, I think, that um that always needs to be stood up yeah. when thinking yeah. about him. Um, yeah. And the music that he gave us, right? I was able to see a clip, and I'll try to see if I can find it. It's a clip of him doing a prayer rap in Philly in like 2017. He went to a, a men's shelter um, of men who had been dealing with uh, substance issues and did this like inspiring two, three minute rap. Amazing, like classic. At the same time, he was going through those challenges. You see what I'm saying? And that's that's the complexity that people have. That's the multi-dimensional complexity um, that sometimes we can downplay in music, that we can downplay in life, that people are a sum total of all these things, that they're not their worst day, and sometimes they ain't their best day, (laughs) right? But they are the sum total of all, um, all that that came together to to develop them. And um, just one other piece I wanted to have on that was to your point about X in the early '90s. I mean, the late '90s. The other part of that was that kind of blood. The the industry made sure that they focused on him around the idea of blood. Right now. If you think about the first album, and all red behind him, talking about death. You think about the second album where he's coming out of blood, like, you know, what's the name full of blood, right? Mm-hmm. At the same time, we know that on the East Coast, the United Blood Nation was, you know, quickly proliferating, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's another example of like, okay, you took someone's struggles or, you know, and I, I don't think he was ever affiliated with blood, but like... Mm-hmm. They took that man. If they took this kind of energy again, this kind of unrestrained energy to match this other unrestrained energy that was taking place uh, on the streets, and, and really kind of put it together, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In ways that I had to, I had to mature and then understand that it may or may not have been him personally wanting to like make blood like bigger. It was right, also right. part of like the, the industry thing. You know what I mean? Which was one of the reasons I was like, uh, I like this guy, but uh, 
all this coming out of a bathtub. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. And, and that time, if you know what's going on in the streets, and you got almost like the biggest rapper in the world sending subliminal messages around one gang versus the other, right? Now, this is before we've all been just become really comfortable with being like, oh, he's a blood, he's a crip. Like, he's a vice lord, he's a gangster disciple. Like, you know, we, mm-hmm. we weren't at that place. Yeah. In, in, in kind of hip hop culture at that time. So yeah. Nah, that's a that's a good pull out. And I and I think that um, you know, it, it's a it's a reminder that you know the, the artists of our time are aging like we're aging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's you know, I think tying back to you know, the Earth, Wind, and Fire, and the Isleys, the, you know, the, 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 the relationship with someone's create, creative product, the things that they've offered and they brought to us um, is ongoing, you know, even if it's, it exists, you know, even if they don't make no new records, you know what I'm saying? Like what they did is still with us, um, but also like, what someone lives through, you know, has those longer term ramifications on their life. And, um, and you hope, you know, or you you wish or you will, um, that, you know, they will have as long a life as, as, you know, I guess as, as one could have. Um, but the, like the amount of things where I've seen people, Responding to it, and most of the time when people die, people return. We we do make it personal about us, and like, you know, even when we're trying not to, we can be like, "Oh man, I," you know, you you have a minute, you know what I'm saying? Or you'll see it in the words where someone's thinking about their own mortality. You know what I mean? And um, Mm -hmm. and I think it's you know the other side to that other side conversation is. And I always felt even when you listen to X's records, I mean, again, like he is talking about, you know, various things, running up on people, do do do. But there's also there is a the continual thing that that like this is all painful. <laughs> like all this stuff I'm doing ain't this ain't like doesn't necessarily make me happy. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily improve my life. And and you know, at least to me, there's the message within that that like maybe I can get to the other side of this. <laughs> This, this being what my life was, you know what I'm saying? Or music created an opportunity for me, my pathway to not have these things that I was involved in, experienced, um, suffered from, what have you, be what my life was or, or right. all that my life was. And I think that um, there's a lot of people in our community that are in that same place, you know, without you know, music necessarily being the pathway that got them out of that world or gave them a pathway to do something, to be and see these other parts of their life be um, fruitful. And sometimes, sadly, you know, they are left with things that they, they, you know, kind of like the point where they got it together pretty good. And then you have something come back, you know, you have, you know, uh, liver issues, you got kidney issues, you got you got these different things, you got stuff from years of stress and high cortisol, you got, you know, you know, damaged parts of your body. I mean, if you if you had, you know, if you've been shot or maimed or stabbed and you have some lingering 
you know, for real injury. <laughs> That's a, a for permanent shaping part of your life due to what you experienced and what you went through. Um, and I, I think sometimes in the, in, in our conversation about service to service relationship care for folks that have been engaged, you know, in, in, in all the aspects of, of the gray economy and the life, so to speak, you know, how do we deal with, with their, with health and care for people? You know what I'm saying? I think it's something that should be elevated. Um, and then it's, you know, and, you know, cause I don't want to go too far off into that. Um, you know, I'm just thankful, you know, to the brother, you know what I mean? For what he contributed, you know, to our, to our lives, you know, to the music and, um, you know, wish the best for his, his, him, and, you know, as for his family and, and the folks that knew him best and loved the most, you know what I'm saying? That they, that they going to be, you know, all right. You know what I mean? The rest of us, we're going to be, we're going to make it. You know what I mean? But yeah. When everyone stops sending, right. When everyone stops sending RIP shout outs, they got to deal with that challenge, you know, mm-hmm. but I think to your point, kind of engaging in it also with the joy around a person's life. Um, mm-hmm. Because in that, that starts to chronicle what we, that chronicles what we want to see around build versus destroy. Right. And so I think, um, you know, uh, I'm thankful for X for a whole host of lines, most of which I won't quote on here because they are absolutely <laughs> hilarious and absolutely inappropriate. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, but, conversation. but I think, again, stop talking shit <laughs> is, a, is a great one. <laughs> That and my other uh, favorite one of that line, of that song, I'm not a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like shout out to X for you know what I'm saying. Like let's shred. Like I, listen, man, I'm not a nice person. Like right. it wasn't a lot of people in hip hop talking about. <laughs> like yo, it leave me alone. <laughs> You know what I mean? While yeah. you know, while being absolutely hilarious and dancing, and you know what I mean, with him and Snoop and the verses, you know what I mean, which is also good, I think, because a lot of people, the last time they got to see him mm. was on verses in the best space at that juncture that you could see of him in a long time, which yeah. is important. See yeah. somebody off as they as they existed, not as the idea that you have of them in your heads. So with that, you know what I mean? I think um we want to cover something else. No, we good. All right, cool, cool. All right, so keep that. it digestible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with that, man, I'll say peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Good Brothers. Thank you to my good brother, I'm Majestic. Thank you to you, uh, the listeners. As always, please listen, share. You know, rate, subscribe, wherever you listen to podcasts. You know, pass it on to a friend, family member, uh, whomever, whatever, that um, you know, may think may enjoy listening to our conversations, listening to the, the things that we discuss. Through also ways you can support the podcast is by becoming a patron. On Patreon, it's a couple different levels. Um, you know, still an area that's in development, but every bit counts and helps <laughs> to offset what it costs uh, me to put this together and to, and to keep this going and to keep our uh, conversation flowing. Um, other than that, uh, you know, if you really enjoy the show 
and you want to get some feedback, there's several options. You can send me a message directly. You can send me an email. You can hit me at justiceraji at goodbrotherspod on Instagram. Um, you can, man, you can send a telegram. No, you can't send a telegram. I'm joking. But, you know, check the show notes, and there's plenty of ways you can communicate with me and Majestic um, and leave a message. So in any event, man, you know, much love and respect uh, to DMX and his family and everybody that knew that knew the brother. You know, wish them west, wish them well, and um, you know they go through a time of grieving and loss. Uh, much respect and peace. <laughs>